But they will also, in some places, be voting for a new alder person. Several of the wards uh, are going to a runoff. One of those wards that uh, people are going to be voting on a new alder person for is the 46th ward. Longtime uh, city council member James Kappelman has decided that he is going to retire, or he did retire. And so six people decided that they were going to try to become the next Alder person of the 46th Ward, two people, Angela Clay and Kim Walls, got the most votes, though neither of them got over 50%. Angela Clay and Kim Walls will be in a runoff election on April 4th. If you live in Chicago's 46th Ward, on your ballot, you will see those two names, and you will uh, be voting for Alder person as well as for mayor. We are trying over the next couple of weeks to get as many of the people in these runoff elections on the radio so you can find out a little bit more about who they are and what they want to accomplish. Today, Angela Clay joins us. She is a community organizer. As I said, she's going to be facing Kim Walls on April 4th, and she joins us now to tell us who she is and what she wants to do. Welcome, Angela. How are you? Hi, Joan. I'm awesome. Thank you for having me. Let's start with your background, Angela. Uh, talk to people about your personal and professional uh, background up to this point. Yeah, so I am a product of the 46th Ward. I'm born and raised here. I am a product of everything that this ward stands on, Joan. I, I went to our public schools, Joseph Brenneman, where I'm currently on the local school council. I graduated from the only high school in the ward, the Mighty Uplift Community High School, and then went to study public policy at DePaul. I've had the amazing opportunity of growing up in one of the most diverse communities on the face of the planet and a stone's throw away from the lake having access to public transportation to take me to and from jobs that I've worked, uh, whether it's been the Goodman Theater or the Shared Aquarium, you name it. I have been able to grow here, and I uh, recently became a mom at the height of COVID. I oh, have, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. I have had to see firsthand um, how, how hard it is to pivot and also um, – be resourceful as well. So I currently am a part-time housing organizer with the Northside Action for Justice uh, group. I am a small business owner. I am a working class neighbor. So I am a jack of all trades and I actually ran for this seat four years ago, I walked away from my career at the Chicago Federal Reserve Bank to really uh, input my knowledge and my experience growing up in this community and the involvement that I've had here. Since I was 14 years old, I started to organize alongside neighbors from all corners of this ward around just how do we continue to preserve a safe, resourceful, um, and affordable community. So that's just a little bit about who I am. I've heard you, or rather read, that you have been endorsed by the Chicago Democratic Socialists of America. Um, what? Who is that group, and do their values align with yours? Yeah, so the Democratic Socialists of America is just a group of neighbors who are very intentional about how are we showing up for each other. The DSA, as we call them, 
are a group of neighbors who believe that we can help each other out and that we have the resources to input into meaningful solutions, whether that be uh, affordable housing or great public education. So I think uh, what I think that I've gotten from them is the the experience that we all bring is really aligned when you are looking out for each other, when you show up for neighbors like we have over the last three years, we have been doing mutual aid for our neighbors where we give free food away because right when COVID hit, a lot of our neighbors were unable to leave or get the bare necessities that they that they needed. And so we've been showing up for them as neighbors, not through the government or not through anything outside of ourselves. We partner with local organizations like um, Food Not Bombs, where we do food rescue, and we provide that. So I definitely think that just continuing to bring those those solutions to the table and showing people that we can really help each other in a time of need is crucial. So, yeah. Tell me, I always, you know, the word progressive, I think, Angela, is thrown around these days to the point where it's utterly meaningless. Um, How would you describe your politics? You have been painted as sort of a a far left progressive. Um, I don't even know what that means anymore. What, if any, label would you, if somebody said, well, Angela, what are your politics? Where would you put yourself on the political spectrum? How would you answer that? Yeah, I think my politics are rooted in people, Joan. I think I am not a fan of labels either. I am a fan, I'm very much a fan of effectiveness. I think that my policies are rooted into getting to the main causes of some of the things that we are responding to, whether it is mental health or public safety, and also looking at how are we doing that? How are we achieving those goals? I want to make sure that we are using every tool in our toolbox to to do that, to make a difference, not just here in the 46th Ward, but as, as the city continues to grow, we need to make sure that we are showing up for each other and our neighbors and doing it collectively. So my politics is rooted in people. It is rooted in fairness. It is rooted in making sure that the people who are both impacted by the policies that we implement actually have a seat at the table. To, well, let's, to let's examine that a little bit, a little bit more closely. Your uh, critics have said that you're a supporter of the defund the police movement. Is that accurate? And if so, what do you mean by that? I am a proponent of reinvestment in our communities, and I think that is that is held and done in several ways. When we are reimagining how we how we respond to public safety. It has to look at long-term and short-term solutions. And a part of that is making meaningful relationships with our police officers that have on the street. And it is also helping the police officers that we pay, Joan, with our tax dollars so that they can properly do their job to the fullest extent. Right now, unfortunately, a lot of our responses is just that. We are responding to issues on the back end, but we are not trying to get in front of it before it actually happens. And we know Well, in what way? What specific thing would you do to support the police better than they're being supported now? 
Absolutely. I think that we need to look at getting them proper training because a lot of our police officers still are not completely trained in crisis intervention or how to be um, crisis um, respondents. They unfortunately have been called to a duty that a lot of them are unprepared for. 40% of the calls that they receive right now are solely going to respond to mental health calls. And we have an opportunity where we can actually send a mental health professional to the scene of a mental health crisis so that it isn't just putting our police officers in a position because I've had conversations with our police officers that patrol our community where they are saying that they don't feel like they are fit to respond to a mental health crisis because they're only options are to either take them to jail or put them in an emergency room, which is not a long-term solution. So definitely making sure that we are implementing money into our mental health clinics, that we are really opening our public mental health clinics that were torn down, that we are actively training our police officers, and that we are building meaningful relationships with them as well. So they get to know the communities that they serve. They get to build relationships with the young people, the business owners, et cetera, outside of it just being a call for help. I'm speaking with Angela Clay. She is going to be on your ballot if you live in Chicago's 46th Ward. In the uh, February 28th election, she came away with 34% of the vote. She was the top vote getter, but obviously 34% isn't enough to walk away with the seat. She's going to be facing Kim Walls on your ballot on April 4th. We're going to continue our discussion with Angela right after this. Joan Esposito, live, local, and progressive on WCPT 820. I'm speaking with Angela Clay. You're going to see her on your ballot to be the next older person from the 46th Ward. She's running against Kim Walls. Um, Angela, you were the top vote getter. You got 34% of the vote in this runoff where there were six people. Kim Walls pulled 25% of that vote. You have the support of the Chicago Teachers Union. Kim Walls has a lot of support from various legislators, in, up to and including uh, Congressman Mike Quigley and Governor Pritzker. Are you concerned that she has more political clout behind her? Um, not at all. I think I respect the people that support her, and I think that that is something that should be applauded on her. And that she has great relationships with um, public officials at higher levels. But I think what the people really appreciate about our campaign is, again, the people have spoken in this race and they want an alderman who is beholden to them. They don't want an alder person who is just going to use their personal relationships um, for their own private game. And I appreciate all of the people who have thrown their support behind us, including today we uh, received the endorsement from the entire state council of SEIU, which is very near and dear to my heart as a mother who is um, trying to figure out the space of child care and also trying to make sure that I show up for our union siblings. I think that people really are interested and compelled um, when it comes to having someone who knows all sides, not just the political clout, but also the community that they are going to be serving for the next four years. What would you like our listeners to know about you, especially, you know, we've got some people from the 46th Ward who are listening to our interview. 
Uh, aside from whatever questions I want to ask you and I'm going to ask you, what is it important for the voters to know about you? Yeah, I think it's very important to understand that I have been doing this work, Joan. I have been doing this work without a title or without any clout because that is not the purpose of me doing this work. This is not community service for me. This is my livelihood. I started organizing with neighbors because we lived in housing conditions that were not suitable for anyone to live in. We faced challenges that no one would listen to our voices and actually organize with us on our behalf. And so this is just another step into the work that I've been doing for over 17 years. I started out as an organizer right here in this community at the age of 14. And I've just continued to grow and build and access so many different neighbors who come from different walks of life, different backgrounds, and have ask them to join me at the table. We don't always have to agree on everything, and that's the beauty of our ward is we have so many differences in opinions, religions, nationalities, income, you name it. That is the essence of our community, and that is something that I truly value. I think that we actually have an opportunity to have an older person that not only comes from our community, but embodies that every day. I am on our local school council at Joseph Brenneman because I am I am very much aware that we have to put our children first and we have to do that holistically. I was the youngest president of a 51 housing 51 year old housing non for profit called Voice of the People, dealing with a hefty budget and people's real lives at an early age. And that's not something that I take for granted. This is something that I want people to understand that I do have the background and the knowledge to get the job done. And I also have been building cohorts with other city council officials. I have the endorsements of current aldermen, Matt Martin, Maria Haddon, Andre Vasquez, Carlos Rosa, Rosanna Rodriguez, just to name a few, because they understand that not only are we in this for our individual ward safety and longevity, but for the entire city as well. And so I think that really goes to show listeners and voters that not only am I wanting to work with you, but I want to work for you as well. The Uptown area, which is a part of this um, ward, has seen some incredible a gentrification over the last few years. So for your ward particularly, the idea of how to make sure people can stay in their homes, gentrification, which is generally brings some positives to a community, but also sometimes takes away affordable housing. How do you balance all that? And what's your, what's your position on affordable housing and what could you do to guarantee that it doesn't go away? Yeah, so I literally... Sorry, that was like four questions in one. Angela, I apologize (laughs) for that. No, no, trust me, I understand because they live... Everything is connected to housing, Joan, and I have these conversations with people every single day about the importance of not just having housing, but stable, affordable, quality housing 
No matter what your income is, I am a product of affordable housing. I grew up in affordable housing. By the time I left my beautiful three-bedroom, two-bathroom home in this community, I was paying over 1300 bucks in rent because I was working at the Chicago Federal Reserve Bank. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it is free. It just means that as you progress in your life and in your career, that you are able to afford to live in prosperous communities. We have neighbors who are paying the same amount of rent, if not more, in other communities that don't have half of the things that we have. So my plan is to make sure that we are developing without displacement. That means that we are making sure that developers who want to come and develop in our community have on-site affordable housing included into their plans because they're Everything relies on the stability of housing. When we have neighbors who are not able to afford their the communities that they have built into for generations, housing instability causes also, it trickles down to our small business owners as well. So for us to come together and say, hey, we have an amazing uh, plan to develop. Now we need to make sure that a portion of those units are on-site affordable at any at, at all costs, right? For God's sakes, this community has had single-room occupancies to the former governor's mansion, right? So that should show people how intentional we've always been with providing housing affordability. We also need to make sure, Joan, that we are building housing to support our families. Right now, the development that we have going up is just solely uh, surrounded around studios and as a community of elementary schools, we have to be honest that this isn't a long term. This isn't a long term solution to the families that send their children to our communities right here. So we need to make sure that we are building intentionally. We need to make sure that we are building housing that will outlast us and outlive us. And that again, we are offering a wide array of not just affordability, but housing options as well. You said an important thing at the beginning of this answer. You said that developers who are coming in need to make sure that they do affordable units on site because that's been that's been the big uh, deal with a lot of these like Lincoln Yards developments. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, okay, we've got an obligation to do 20 or 30 percent affordable housing. That's great. But see here at this luxury building that we're building, we're not yeah. going to do that. We'll build those units somewhere else. Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't always, you know, building, it shouldn't, we should not be putting communities against each other when it comes to housing stock and affordability because people truly deserve to live all across this great city and safely. But right now what we are doing is we are handpicking where we would like our working class or poorer neighbors to live, which is horrible. If they have the opportunity to live in a vibrant, robust community where they could experience things that they would not have the opportunity to experience, for God's sakes, we have neighbors who love that we have new businesses coming into this community and they should be a part of that as well. So, yeah, it's 
about making sure that the developments that go up aren't just given the option to pay into the low-income housing trust fund and say, well, yeah, I'll, they can just build it elsewhere, but not in my backyard type of thing. That needs to be included in the plans from any development that wants to go up in our ward. And I think that that needs to be pushed all across the city as well. One of your uh, big financial supporters has been the Chicago Teachers Union. Uh, talk to me about some of the other groups that have supported and donated to your campaign. Yeah, so the Mighty Chicago Teachers Union is amazing, and I am completely appreciative of their help. We have also received uh, donations from the Illinois Nurses Association, right, because we have Howard Brown Health Clinics right here in the 46th Ward, and they have understood that we have shown up for them when they just recently went on strike or when they were trying to make sure that their patients were not going to be negatively impacted by this cut in staff. We've also received um, support from the uh, Democratic Socialists of America, from uh, neighboring groups all around us. We have received uh, support and help also from neighbors like one People's Campaign, the Asian Americans uh, Advancing Justice. Um, a lot, all of our, all of our support, Joan and. And donations have come from people and organizations who have been on the front lines of taking care of our neighbors and who will continue to take care of our neighbors at every stretch of the way. How do you think the vote is going to go? You got 34 percent. Kim Walls got 25 percent. Marianne Lalonde came away with 17 percent. The four candidates who siphoned votes away from you and Kim how do you think their supporters are going to fall? Yeah, so um, luckily one of the challenges that we had in this race was also um, an opponent of mine four years ago that made it into the runoff and has endorsed us. Um, Marianne Lalonde is an awesome neighbor um, who is dedicated to making sure that we have that is deeply rooted in this community and, and putting our neighbors first. Uh, she has supported us, and she will be making sure that her voters understand that we are here for them. You know, the other candidates in this race were awesome at highlighting what their visions were, but now it is about protecting our vision. How are we molding that into the greater good for our entire community? So I believe that the people have already spoken and that they will come out again on April 4th to speak again in our favor to make sure that we have a successful campaign. This campaign, I'm proud to say, is just a conglomerate of four years ago, Joan, I ran for this seat and I had no campaign experience, no money. Looking back, it's a chuckle to say that we raised $20,000 and we came within 300-ish votes of actually making the runoff. So the work has not stopped since then. It has just continued and obviously through the pandemic, it's just gotten harder. But we have shown up at every step of the way, whether it's for our houseless neighbors or whether it is for our elders or our young people. We have been here fighting for them and with them. And so I think that they have appreciated that. I think that they have definitely appreciated having a candidate that understands the interconnectedness of all of our lives here in the 46th Ward and how we really are dependent upon each other. And they're also just ready for someone who is not going to come in um, and, and just 
do what they want to do. They want to actually have a, a representative that is going to listen and work with the community and not be beholden to any outside sources. Angela, it is a delight to talk to you. Angela Clay will be on your ballot in the city of Chicago in the for the 46th Ward Aldermanic seat that you will be voting on April 4th. Thank you, Angela, so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Joan. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to take a break for news and be back with more after this.